live <laughs> from Los Angeles. This is Dre's Geek Philosophy, the January 22nd edition. January 22nd in the year 2018. This week's episode is brought to you by the East LA Comic Book Art and Pop Culture Expo. We have a sponsor? Uh, yeah, technically. I, I'm going to be bringing it up every time until we get to the show for the next four months because apparently people don't listen. No. We, were, we were talking about this. No. People don't pay attention. People don't read. People, people don't read. So... We're, watch a video. we're gonna we're gonna they didn't they didn't watch the video that that Pete and I made last okay. Saturday, so I'm, I'm gonna talk about it. I'm gonna bring it up every week. I like, <laughs> I, obviously I don't have to be compensated for this, <laughs> but <laughs> they are they are now technically our sponsor for the next uh, for the next uh, three and a half months. <laughs> they're gonna be our sponsor. I'm gonna bring it up May 12th, the week after Avengers: Infinity War comes out, Woo-hoo! the East LA Comic Book Art and Pop Culture Expo. If you're a vendor. You can go apply right now, right now to be a vendor at the show. If you if you sell wares, if you're a ware seller a of some seller. sorts, you can go apply right now. If you just go ahead and check out the East LA Cape page on Facebook, it's on P- all social media pages and then, uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Snapchat. No, no, no we're, we're we're too old for Snapchat. I don't know how that works. <laughs> we don't My know how Snapchat works. and Prodigy, and Prodigy. Prodigy and Friendster. Yeah, Friendster, and you can go to uh, East. EastLACape.com. EastLACape.com. And the CAPE stands for Comic Book Art and Pop Culture Expo. So, since in the last week, previously on on DGPZ. <laughs> that was pretty good. I'll give you that. Oi. Uh, we talked about dong. Last week, dong. <laughs> This week, we are not streaming on Twitch because my PlayStation is not being cooperative with the not great internet. Thankfully, we have just enough internet to get our Facebook Live going. Hey, Facebook. And, of course, we're always recording. You know, I'm going to have to bring it up every week because it keeps happening. We're getting more listeners via SoundCloud and iTunes. Thank you, international listeners. We had had someone else in Japan sit down and listen like 20 episodes (laughs) this past week. It, it's it's insane, and we we thank everyone. I, I, I feel like people in Japan Japan binge listen the show. Yeah, it, it's happened on two or three separate occasions now yeah. in, the, in the last few weeks. I, I feel like I have to devote like a uh, New Japan pro. I have to make a, a segment for New Japan Pro Wrestling now every week. <laughs> Talk about that. You know, you know what's funny? Something I forgot to mention when we were talking about wrestling, uh, about Japanese wrestling specifically. Please don't let it be about Enzo Amore. No, no, Japanese wrestling. <laughs> oh, okay. Japanese. We're we're not talking about Enzo Amore. Good. We're, no, no. Thank no. you. Because I was watching some more because they had they had they're having some shows this past week where one of the Mexican leagues, uh, CMLL, uh, from Mexico, Consejo Mundial de Lucha Libre. <laughs> That's uh, pro wrestling in, in Mexico. They are doing a co-promoted show in Japan. They brought a bunch of the Mexican wrestlers to Japan, and they are doing Fantastica Mania. And cool. it's great because when you're watching it, because they have a Mexican ring announcer and they have the Japanese ring announcer, and they're both do it. They, they both do the intros. Like one will do it in Spanish, and the other one will do it in, in Japanese. That's kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah, oh, it, it, it's quite great. And then something I forgot to mention last time I was talking about it, but I, that I want to mention the the demographic of pro wrestling over there. It's 50-50. It's if you look at the audience because they do pan of the audience a lot at these Japanese shows. There's a lot of females. It is half dudes, half huh. females, like literally down the middle. You'll see because uh, at this show, because because there's a lot of Mexican wrestlers, they do this every year. You see a lot of women wearing the Mexican like wrestling masks. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they have their like their their shield. <laughs> they're like their, their are there like shield. chicks out there holding up signs Omega three sixteen? Yeah, no, <laughs> they are. There's girls who are holding up their banners or because like some like so, like they they, they they are a lot more polite over there, so they don't have those big signs to block someone behind them. They actually they'll, they'll put up banners on the wall. Oh, uh, or okay. they'll have little signs, or some of them they have like these like little scarves, like they're yeah. kind of like soccer, like the, the soccer scarves that you see in in soccer or football, if you will. And then they'll hold those up, and then of course a lot of they like the they like the uh, the attractive wrestlers. Uh, uh. In Japanese, it probably like they'll have it in Japanese script. Cena sucks. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> And and that's something I forgot to mention. Like over there, because you know they treat it with respect, they treat it like a sport. Yeah, everyone everyone's into it. Yeah, and not just it's not just a bunch of dudes. Like if you go to a WWE show, it's gonna be maybe like seventy five thirty. Like nowadays it's like seventy five thirty, maybe sixty forty ish on a, on a good day. It'd be like yeah, but it's still a majority of dudes who go to wrestling here in America. But in Japan, it's you look at that crowd, it is down the middle. Well, just half an you see like. Groups of females, uh, they, they're all they all take it in. I, I thought that was something fascinating. I wanted to mention last time, but I forgot to mention that it, it occurred to me today as I was watching Fantastica Mania. It's it, well, you were talking about. I it, said seventy thirty. Yeah, you were not seventy five thirty. Yeah, you did. You huh? Did, you said 75, I said seventy five. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck my life. <laughs> you were saying you said a couple weeks ago how people out there. No, it's fake, but they respect it because it is yeah. a show. It is a show. It's so, entertainment. Yeah, so it's. I get the feeling that it's because of the theatrics and because of the storylines mm. involved, and because it's fun. It's a form of I mean, yeah. really, a, a good comparison for me uh, between wrestling and like theatrics is old uh, Chinese opera. Yeah, exactly. Where it's people like they're known for their physical ability to do some incredible stunt work and some beautiful acrobatic stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's a storyline behind it, and you have to be able to accept that as part of the entertainment of it. Right, yeah. like how, I guess and, a modern equivalent would be like Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, and American audiences for wrestling have basically like, oh, it's fake. Uh, uh, and like they basically take they. We get it. It is fake, but you accept the right. scripting it, of it, it, and you play along yeah. with the story. It, it's of it. a, it's, it's a form like of going to medieval times. Exactly, it is like going to medieval times. Or yeah, the the argument I always make, I'm like, you, you don't see people going to watch an Avengers movie. Yeah. And like, oh, that's fake. No one could get in a suit. No yeah. one turns green. It's like we accept we're willing to accept that, but yeah. for whatever reason, professional wrestling, I don't know, because it was presented as real I don't know. Yeah. Maybe because it was presented as real. Yeah. And then people found out, oh what? It's it's all predetermined. Yeah. And now, I, I think that's that, that might be like the big negative stigma. Yeah, and uh, Japanese artists uh, or audiences seem to appreciate and like it more because of the theatrics. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that's awesome. Because it's so over the top. It's a better audience for wrestling I mean, by like, far. Like, yeah. they, they will they will go the extra mile for entertainment. Like I'm, yeah. I, I think I showed you the. <laughs> oh no, I think I showed you the video of uh, because they were co-promoting Tekken. They were co-promoting oh, yeah, Tekken, yeah, yeah. one of the Tekken games a few years ago. So the champion came out with a fucking raptor. <laughs> it was like a T-Rex. Wow. There oh, was one of those guys in the, the yeah. raptor outfit. No, but, but not not like the crappy ones that yeah. like you see now, but it was like a... No, like, like a, the real... Mechanic. Like the real, like it was all... Um, the Universal Studios ones. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like in a big old raptor outfit because they were co-promoting Tekken. Oh, no, it was either Tekken or it was like Monster Hunter. <laughs> and like, and then and cool. the champion came out with a giant sword. I know, yeah. I think... Yeah, and so I, I showed uh, Pete and a few other people we were yeah, having a discussion yeah. about it, and I was like, oh, yeah, check this out. <laughs> Okada and a raptor. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of cool. Actually, <laughs> it, 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 so they they really turn into the skid, so to speak, when it comes to theatrics yeah. and stuff like that. And that and you got to appreciate that. That yeah. makes the 
action on inside the ring that much more entertaining. Yeah, it, it is a form yeah. of entertainment, and I just more pe- I wish more people would not be so um, cynical, cynical about it, or just yeah. treat it, treat it like it's oh, it doesn't matter because it's not w- because it's not real. Oh, we have to treat it like it's garbage. Well, also people, a lot of I guess mainstream people that don't like it look at it as being kind of redneck soap opera. Yeah. Well, I, I'm kind of I'm I'm kind of hoping in like more recent years now people are starting to like appreciate. Why I think in the like I mentioned before in the independent leagues is starting to become more accepted. Yeah. yeah. You know what? You know what's not being accepted right now? <laughs> Destiny Two. <laughs> Woo! Man, that's a free. It's a frequent topic. We always talk about Destiny on this show because that there was a game that I I devoted three plus years of my life to this game, and. For whatever reason, the company that makes it, I, me, me and Sam, we've had it. We've had a, we had a one very long drunken argument <laughs> a, few, a month or two ago. Oh yeah, about it. And now I've come. And it's funny because at that point I was still defending them, but now they are indefensible. Now no. we cannot defend the decisions of this company anymore. They, they, it has been proven now that they, they they just don't care about the consumers. They only care about making money. And then we found out apparently this past week. Through another str- uh, a streamer on Twitch, she apparently her uh, her boyfriend or husband works for Bungie, and so she started divulging a lot of like behind the scenes details about what's been going on at the developer. And I guess the the big the biggest thing that's going on, which was uh, which was told to me by one of my friends, is that uh there are, there's literally two warring factions inside of Bungie, where there's there's one group of uh, the developers. All right, that, like, was this part of the faction wars that was going on in the, Destiny? The, like, they all uh, want their dance invi- invitation yeah. to the dance party. No, it's, it's it's a different faction war because <laughs> uh, in the game, there's yeah. a, there's this, this faction. Can thing we where throttle you can... these guys back now, please? Yeah, let's let's throttle let's throttle the developers. Um, so I guess there's one group where it's like they want to be more because the biggest problem people are having is like they'll do shit behind the scenes without telling people and they'll, they're they're kind of fucking with the game yeah. and fucking with the gamers like oh they'll, they'll fuck with people and like oh we're changing it to try to force you to spend more money or spend more time well we don't want you to do that but they don't say anything they they kind of keep it God. behind the scenes until yeah. someone notices it and they keep they keep saying oh no we're not gonna hide stuff from you it's it's like it's like a it's, it's a terrible relationship it's like they keep one side keeps lying and like all right we'll keep playing and like, oh nope they lied, they lied to us again so it happened again this past week the the faction uh, the, the faction war started this past week and they changed some algorithms so you can't collect certain items over and over because I guess there was a way where you can just keep getting the same items without actually having to fight as long as you just uh-huh. ran around in a certain area back and forth you can keep getting these little tokens and you can turn those tokens in to get stuff. And so behind the scenes, without announcing it, they kind of they made it so oh there's a cooldown now. Like you can't just grab it. Like, like you'd go back, but the problem a lot of people were having is like, oh, you're getting screwed on the tokens, but there'd be other regular rewards you'd normally be able to get, but now you weren't getting those either. Yeah. And so that caused a lot of people to lose their damn minds. Like, what what are you doing? You changed the game again without saying anything. Because normally they would put out notes every Thursday, oh Thursday, oh, here are the things that we changed in the game. Because it's yeah. it's kind of a live living game. And, yeah, and then, as show contributor Irv says on on Facebook, Destiny players are too nerdy to sneak shit by, and it's been proven <laughs> yeah. over and over. Well, the problem here with them is that if this was just an isolated incident, people would overlook it and say, "You know what? Whatever. You guys made a mistake. Whatever." But no, this but has it, been it's happening repeated. At least it, it, it's a cycle. Every other week, with it's them. it's a repeated cycle now. So like, there's there's two factions. Like one side wants to be transparent and say, "Oh, we need to tell people what the, what we're doing." There's one side, and then there's another the, another segment which apparently has more power. The other half of Bungie is like, "No, fuck them. We're gonna do whatever we want. This is our game. <laughs> you know, this is yeah. our game." 
they they need to deal with it. Like we're making this game, we make this game the way we want to, and we do whatever we want with the game. So there's like they're, and they're butting heads, and yeah. clearly right now the 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 quote unquote the bad side or the the anti consumer side is winning. Yeah, it, which it really revealed like because I kept thinking a lot of the decisions were Activision. I I used to think it was oh. Activision versus Bungie. That that's how I always perceived a lot of these decision making. A lot of the decision making yeah. which uh, would affect us because I would I would imagine oh, Evil Empire, Activision. Of course they're gonna try to fuck us over. They fucked up Guitar Hero. They fucked up Tony Hawk. They fucked up uh, Call of Duty. They have fucked up everything in the in, in the quest for more money. <laughs> and I thought that was the case, but it turns out no. As we find out more and more behind the scenes, it's it's literally the developer of this game itself. It's it's not for once. It's not Activision. Yeah, it's actually Bungie themselves, and it's and people are quitting the game. Um, streamer, like, because right now in video games, streaming culture is a is a real big thing. A lot of people, it, it's it really beneficial to developers and publishers that people. Play your game on Twitch, yeah. on you know whatever other on YouTube. People put out videos because it helps. It's it's basically free advertising, or yeah. in the in some cases for Twitch or some Twitch user, Twitch streamers or YouTube people, they're actually they're making money from creating the more views. Yeah, people complain about the website Kotaku. Kotaku does a Destiny article every week, but it drives it drives the hits. Yeah. It drives the quote unquote the revenue. But now people are quitting the game in droves. Like streamers are not streaming. People are not making Destiny videos on YouTube. Yeah, Kotaku is probably well. Kotaku is still putting on news articles, but now instead of being positive or showing people stuff that's going on in the game, now everything's like negative, negative, negative. Yeah. Bungie fucked up again. Bungie did this. Bungie did that. And it's uh, it it sucks because the game itself had a lot had has had. I mean, depending on your point of view, there was it, it was a. It was a great game with great potential, but now. Well, I had my issues with it from the yeah, beginning. From the beginning, yeah, yeah, I know you had your issues. Content-wise, it wasn't enough for a full release. It was a DLC, and then when they actually release, people realized just how limited their content was when they released an actual DLC, and it wasn't shit. It wasn't. It wasn't anything. So, but for that, like in scale for what they released on a sixty-dollar scale. What they released as DLC was appropriate. It was appropriate. The the twenty dollars DLC was yeah, because it was literally a third of whatever crap they shoveled it out as a, as a, to begin with. And and and, it, I, and basically what they did, in my opinion, is that they had an idea for a full game. They didn't have enough time to develop and complete all of it. So instead of doing the whole game, they released a base of it, like kind of like they did at the mm -hmm. beginning with with Destiny One. And then with the different updates throughout the weeks and then the DLCs, they fleshed out a full game. Let me tell you what happened as well. Because apparently there was a different creative director working on Destiny 2. And with a year to go, they removed that creative director. That makes they sense. threw out everything they worked on. Yeah. And they went back. And, and, that, and then this essentially answers the issues that you have with the game. Yeah. They threw out everything new that they made. They went back. That's why the game they didn't feel different. They reskinned all the old they shit. They just reskinned everything. Because yeah. they were going to make a... They were gonna make a true like what you were asking for. Yeah. If, if I'm gonna pay sixty dollars, I want a true sequel. Yeah. But they the the sequel that they were making, they threw it out. Yeah. And that for whatever was the problem. That that that's all. That's ultimately when I when I read that article about that yeah. you know that behind the scenes article, I was like, fuck. See, now it makes yeah, sense. That sh that explains why it was such a shitty game. Uh, it was uh, yeah. uh, honestly, it was it was it was pretty much shit. It fucked everything. They they threw out all the good ideas from Destiny One, and they kind of just. And then it's, it's there's one one person me and my friends, we kind of blame this one guy. He like, yeah. like this guy this guy his name's Luke Smith. He's like the creative director at Bungie. And then 
we suspect he's the one in he's the one who like fucking because he always comes off as a smarmy asshole in every interview that he does. Every time he's appeared, he he's one of those pretentious pricks and creative guys. Like, oh, this is this is a success because of me. He's uh, like, no, it's a success because of the of everyone. Fuck that guy. Say, so, oh, yep. Calum, you joined. Like like you said last week, we were discussing on on, on Messenger. Calum, you said this is a topic. We made it a topic this week. We're we're talking about all this, all this crazy stuff in regards to this. This was my favorite game. I yeah. I I devoted countless hours, three years. Like uh, show contributor KFM said on, on on Facebook Live, we we gave three years of our life to this game. I, I was ready because it was supposed to be a ten year game. You're supposed to play this game for ten years. That was their plan. Yeah. But now it's like they they can't hold people. Like we've got to year uh, three or year four and. and <laughs> They can't hold people anymore. It's well, it's not just the holding the people. It's they're actively turning everybody yeah, away. They're actively. <laughs> it's not like the game became stale. I mean, it, they, they, they allowed actively, it to become stale through their bad decision making. Yeah. But whatever audience that they had that was willing to defend them, they're now running away in droves. Yeah, me, because like, of because of what they've pulled as far as all their decision making to make money. Yeah, and the, the, everything they've done the last six months. I was a I was a defender. Yeah. I used to defend the fuck out of that game. I defended yeah. everything because I loved the core of the game. But they're just proving that they don't care about us. Yeah. No. And they and one of the defenses that you had was like they made it so that it was easier to get multiplayer action going. It's like these are all things that are ancillary. They came up with stuff that they had a base underneath mm. for what they could do, and you just said it. They they threw away. What they were working on, yeah. and reskinned a bunch of old shit yeah. to go under to go on top of what they had worked on technologically mm -hmm. behind it. Exactly, and the technological stuff wasn't enough to make up for a crap game. <laughs> yeah, like content wise. Yeah, content wise. No, no content. Exactly. Like gameplay wise, the yeah, game. The it, gameplay is as smooth like, as it was ever. That's I mean, I I go. I went, remember I went yeah. back to try to play Borderlands, and it felt like shit. Yeah. I, I tried playing some other first person shooters, and they felt like I didn't have the freedom. Like I always say, that I felt like a superhero when I played that game. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, when you drop that sma the smash with a titan, you throw a void bomb with a with a warlock, you felt like a hero. Like you like it was very smooth. The gameplay was very fluid. It, it was it was such a, a fun game to play, and yeah. that's what. It really kept me going for the most part but unfortunately like, if you're gonna eliminate the player base uh, one of my one of our, our close friends art he was talking about no one logs on anymore like they're all playing uh, the other games that they're playing uh PUBG, like uh player underground yeah, battleground my, my brother was telling me to get in uh they're playing uh Fortnite. they're playing all these, like me and my friends we're talking about we're gonna go play this other game the division which the division had some of the same issues as destiny but unlike destiny they've actually turned it around and went the opposite direction yeah. and improved their game over the course of the last two years and they're made their game very playable without charging people more money which is the craziest thing of all another game that did that surprisingly no man's sky no man's sky now apparently the game is a lot better now the game now uh, what uh, they've released now mm -hmm. what, what's out now if you were to buy it used for 20 bucks if you were to play it now it's, it's totally different actually got some depth i said i still have that game i bought that during my three months i worked i haven't stop. played it i haven't played it in a year and mm -hmm. i haven't sold it back because i want to try this new one Right, it, 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 it could be totally different, but some developers are willing to put in that effort, like because obviously they're they're kind of doing it. Uh, I hate to say it, they're doing it for free because yeah. it's not they're not going to really see any more money. They're just trying to fix it because they're not doing it for money. They're doing it for their own reputation. Like the yeah. Hello Games, I'm sure they're exactly. doing it for their own reputation. They're trying to prove, oh yeah, we promised something we didn't deliver. Yeah. Now we're trying to deliver it, and that's the difference between how you handle things. Mm -hmm. Poorly from a like you know from social from social media and just from a PR standpoint versus how you handle things well. Hello Games had a disaster 
on their hands yeah. after the first month with No Man's Sky. It was dead Everyone in the water after four weeks. Everyone was super hyped about the game. It came out, and then it flopped around its face. Yeah, and then they didn't come out and start you know, bad-mouthing the player base or insulting their intelligence or doing anything like that. No. They yeah. kept their mouths shut, mm-hmm. and they slowly worked on getting it to where they wanted what, what to go. They, what they so can within do. a year... It was actually a much better playable game, and now it's actually a really good game. Uh, Whereas now with uh, with Bungie, Bungie and all of those guys, they've made it so that they've they've fumbled every PR chance that they've had, every mistake that they've had. They've doubled down on stupid ideas and bad mm-hmm. decisions to make it ten times worse. See, I I, I think one one of the biggest things that happened because Bungie used to be owned by Microsoft, uh, and then they kind of purchased their independence. I think Microsoft kind of helped cover up or helped uh, I don't want to say cover but you know it helped hide the weaknesses of Bungie where like yeah. they had to go through Microsoft for everything that's why the Halo, Halo games are so heralded for being one, some of the best first person shooters ever made yeah they were felt, polished they were polished they were great and I think they had Microsoft's PR to kind of manage them <laughs> uh, <laughs> they purchased yeah. their freedom they, very much similar like in the, in the comic book world where people you know they want to do their creator-owned games. Like Destiny was essentially supposed to be kind of like a creator-owned game, but they went to another corporation because the corporate, hey, we yeah. can profit off of the, this creator-owned product on our end. We let them own the, yeah. we let them own the content, but you know, obviously, we're gonna get a lot of the profit. Uh, I don't know that gets maybe like that would be kind of like an like an image comics. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, bring your creator-owned, bring your creator-owned idea here. We will publish it, yeah, and then we will both benefit from it. That that's the situation. So I can help you understand because yeah. I'm, I'm sure you're sitting here watching me and Sam <laughs> no, like, no. go go in this video game tangent. I just want to make sure you understand. And by proxy, like I always say, you are my audience yeah. uh, representative. If I am the doctor, you are my companion. There you go. There you go. <laughs> you're the audience surrogate here. So I have to. I always try to keep you in mind, which keeps our audience in mind there if they don't go. understand some of the stuff that we're going through here. But. Yeah, I think Microsoft used to control Bungie, but now now Bungie doesn't have you know their their dad over their shoulder. Hey, no, don't do that. Now they're on their own, and Activision doesn't really like control them. I presume. I think that was probably one of the <laughs> one of the one of the terms of their deal. Hey, we do whatever the hell we want, and it's been proven now in these last three years that allowing them to be petulant children has proven that they can't behave. <laughs> And they're going to be dicks about their product. We're going to see how it all boils out at the end of this year because they've got they've got so much bad pub going for them it's, right it's, now. It's so negative right they, now. At this point next year, will we even be thinking about Destiny as an entity anymore? I don't know because I honestly I don't think there's going to be at this point with the way things are going. There's not going to be a Destiny three. <laughs> <laughs> in and however many long, it, I, I think would the, have this be. next DLC that's coming out, it, it potentially like, it, if it really, if the profitability really goes down, I think Activision will just pull the plug. Yeah, I would. I can see that happening, but there would have to, or if they don't pull the, because I don't know if there's enough. To, I don't think there's enough casual. They would people. have to reboot the entire thing and like say we have fixed everything. And like they have to like stand by that, and if it didn't fix, then they're dead in the water. Yeah, they're, but they're, 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 you're they're gonna see a... something big happen with this DLC. Nobody buying it. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, people like myself. I mean, we already Your pre-purchased. Yeah, yeah. I, I bought a season pass. But, I bought the deluxe edition, so I technically have it. Like, but don't people have are not gonna it. use it. Or yeah. people are not gonna like like yourself, someone yeah. who like oh, 
what, what incentive do you have to give them 20 or 40 bucks to buy the season pass or buy the individual USC? There is no currently there is no incentive for you or anyone else who's quit the game or if anyone who's interested in the game. Like one of our one of our um, viewers right now, uh, our buddy Ryan Diaz, he said he was interested in the game, but all his negativity, obviously. It yeah. demotivates because I'm sure yeah. there's still lots of people who haven't played it. Yep. But with all this negative press, who's gonna want to try it now? Yeah, no. If you uh, just hear everyone calling it a shit game, shit game. Before it used to be it used to be very polarizing. There'd be a, just as many people defending it as there were bashing it. But now it's gone completely where it's like it's ninety ten. Like one person's like, it's still good. <laughs> you know, like the the a, a blind follower, like, it's yeah. still good, guys. And the other ninety percent are like, No, it sucks now. <laughs> Fuck Bungie. Fuck what they're doing. I'm just going to say that uh, after about six weeks, I sold the game back and got South Park, and I've never been happier. I mean, that. obviously, you, you got a, a, a product that was a fit, fit more along the lines of what you were expecting. as opposed. Well, to, it was hilarious. That's why. It <laughs> as was opposed just a, to the over-promising. better game. <laughs> as opposed to the over-promising, under-delivering uh, uh, Destiny 2. Yeah. <laughs> you know, speaking of things that are disappointing. Oh. You know, we just got the new uh, for, for all of our anime fans. We just got the news very recently that Dragon Ball Super is um it, it's coming to a, a, a to a, a well I don't I don't, don't want to say end but <laughs> yeah I don't know they're running out of episodes yeah. they're 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 gonna stop the, this this current tournament of power I mean, unfortunately if any of you are only watching it in uh, in English then uh, <laughs> you, 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 you still got a year yeah. <laughs> you're if anyone's watching it just in English you're barely getting the Goku Black yeah but yeah. more like. Evil Goku, <laughs> or more like Mega Goku, Ukag. <laughs> like I was expecting Goku Black, you know, yeah. Afro. Yeah. <laughs> now, for, unfortunately, in Japan, Dragon Ball Super, because I didn't realize it was a Saturday morning cartoon in Japan. Like, kind of, the, I guess, yeah. It, it, it comes on in the morning, then we get it, we watch it illegally on the internet on <laughs> Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, Saturday evening. <laughs> It's Sunday morning or something, right? What? When it comes out in Japan. I, I well, no. Oh, is it like yeah, that? Is I it literally so. Sunday morning? Oh, Sunday is that why it comes up so quickly and gets taken down? Yeah, <laughs> quite just as fast. <laughs> but it, it's a it's a it's a morning cartoon, and uh, in a few weeks, I guess in March, it's getting replaced by a different yeah anime, which has a bunch of the same voice actors from DBZ or DBS, I should say, not Z. I'm twenty plus years saying DBZ. I'm used to that. <laughs> And it's it's ending. It's yeah. at work, but in my opinion, I I was not shocked when I heard this news because I think we yeah. you and I had, you know because me and Pete we watch it together on Saturdays uh -huh. with your girlfriend Joanna at your store. I come by after I get out of my my, my weekend gig, yeah. go straight to your store, and we've been watching it for the last few weeks together. But I'm not shocked because they, they're doing a really big story, the big turning of power, and. To be fair, I have no idea where they're going to go after that. I yeah. mean, where can you go after fighting the equivalent of Superman? <laughs> you know what? Honestly, I think that that Jiren is that's kind of like a. I think the the, the producers of the show they are keenly aware of the internet. They're keenly aware of of everything. All the, the Superman references. Yeah, Superman. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so I think like the 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 big argument on the internet always is. Who would win? Who would win, Goku or Superman? And I feel Jiren is a proxy for Superman because he keeps doing Superman-ish things. Yes. <laughs> Every time you think you're gonna blow him up, it's like, nope, I'm J nope, I'm Jiren. I'm a giant piece of shit. <laughs> I'm I'm frustrating. Well, that whole universe is like superheroes. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That that universe is literally. I mean, it's like they're, they're that universe two or universe eleven, whatever they it are. Eleven. Yeah. Eleven. Yeah. yeah. 
they're 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 they're, they're the Avengers. Yeah, uh, matching <laughs> they, costumes, and... matching costumes, and all all their all their ridiculousness. They're 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 the Justice Dab, yeah. <laughs> Justice Dab, <laughs> and then Dispo and his freaking super speed. He like he's like the Flash, the and Flash, I, yeah. I don't know what uh what 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 freaking Topo is supposed Double, to be. He's just a monster. He's, like <laughs> he's freaking giant. Uh, or, or or the the great meme I saw was like where like Dispo's Bugs Bunny. Yeah, <laughs> Topo is uh, Yosemite Sam, and then uh, <laughs> Jiren is Elmer Fudd. <laughs> There was a great like they go from this to this. And I'm like, oh, I'm like that kind of makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> that that it is very Elmer Fudd. So I'm gonna try to put this on Twitch since we let's see if it'll actually broadcast. Neil Diamond retired too, so we we have that. Neil Diamond retired. <laughs> yeah. oh. I just read this right. Now. <laughs> you literally read it right now <laughs> yeah. as I was as I'm running over here to throw this on Twitch for our you t- know, our two Twitch viewers, we... which are actually both watching on. Facebook right now. <laughs> One thing we're not disappointed about, though, because of Dragon Ball and the whole series. Uh huh. Friday. Oh, oh. Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Uh, oh, I am. I'm pretty excited for that game. I'll be. I don't know if I'm. Uh, I'm th- getting thank- it Friday. We're getting Thankfully, it. Thankfully, I have a Best Buy credit card, and I also have my Best Buy uh, rewards <laughs> or Gamer Zone, whatever the hell they. Like my twenty percent discount. I'm getting it for forty eight bucks. <laughs> I thank you, thank you, Worst Buy. I know, Calum. You don't like Best Buy, but sorry, buddy. <laughs> I'm going to Best Buy, and I'm, I'm going to buy it. Hey, Twitch. We're late. Sorry we're late, but we're back. We say we'll be back. Dragon Ball Fighter Z's. Oh, and I'm glad we actually managed to get on Twitch right now, and, and that's perfect because next week, the plan next week, because I know myself, I'm going to buy it. I'm, I'm uh, Sam, uh, Executive producer Sam Z says he's going to buy it. What we're going to do next week, we are going to play Dragon Ball Fighter Z on Twitch right here. I mean, well, we'll still be talking. I'm, I'm going to see if we can get, you know, if, if I don't know if Lamar will make the drive up here. If we get down you know, or if I can get some other than more than just the three of us playing. That way I can sit over here and bullshit while we're and I can flip the camera around, show us tra- talking trash as we play the game. There's a uh, I was watching, you know, we're big fans of Team Four Star. So Team Four Star. I uh, have video of them playing the open beta of the game. And They're it's pretty all- funny. The best part of the whole thing so far that I've seen is adult Gohan says shit, <laughs> shit, <laughs> like and during like one of his attacks he'll just go shit. <laughs> oh, see, that's, that's great. So, because honestly, there's talk they're gonna try to implement that into one of the episodes, the, the cell episodes, with little Gohan going shit. shit. <laughs> So, because obviously, what I want to do is like, if we can get others to play, or um, oh, worst case scenario, I'd have you two play, and I would just do commentary as all the voices over here, because I can mimic a lot of those voices myself. Like, I'm the Prince of All Saiyans. I hate you, Kakarot. You're the worst. Oh, it's all right. It's okay, best buddy. I gotcha. <laughs> oh, Nail, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to fight here. <laughs> So it's, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun uh, for for those of you listening. You know, go, you'll have to go to our our Facebook page or to our Twitch, our Twitch page to check that out next week. But that that is the plan for next that week. We're going to rock some Dragon Ball Fighter Z. And if any of my fighting game friends, if you can come to a certain area of Los Angeles <laughs> next Monday, <laughs> eight p.m. Pacific, you can come. Play. If, if they want, they can join us online. We can just do an online match. Oh, we can do online, but yeah. Yeah, well, it's more fun if they're here. Oh, yeah. yeah obviously, it's, it's more fun to do it here than <laughs> maybe the internet won't be as reliable. I don't know. We'll see. We, we shall see. 
So if any of like, you know, our fighting game friends, like like Jai or Kiet or or Lamar, wants to come on down, and we can we'll have a little bit of fun. I'll, I'll still keep you know, pot, you know. Obviously, we have to record the audio yeah. podcast too. I don't want it to be like the our uh, our Nintendo Switch episode where <laughs> it was mostly like, yeah, you got to watch this one. Sorry, I want to like probably stay in the mic and then yeah. we goof off and I'll do a bunch of Dragon Ball Z voices and, and try to have some fun. Because I, I I realized that today, especially even for because I know you don't play the fighting games, but oh. you're a big Dragon Ball yeah. Dragon Ball fan, Pete. Oh yeah. And it turns out that this game has kind of um uh, how can I say some easy mode stuff where like you could like it, it's you just press the buttons a bunch of times and you'll do combos. <laughs> Plus they're adding new stuff to to it that actually is lining up to be canon material. Yeah, I, I'm hoping that later on they're going to do like Terminal Power DLC. I, yeah. Like, I, 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 yeah. Like I, I expect you know Topo and Jiren and all those other people and some well, some Kaba. The addition of uh, Android 21. Yeah, yeah Android 21. That, like, that's a new that's character. Good, that's for now a, canon. Yeah, yeah that's the, like the, the it's story. badass how the video game is now influenced because it was Akira Toriyama that mm. was involved in the design of the character. I know it's really cool. So it's, it's going to be. I, I, I'm expecting next week's episode to be pretty fun. I'm mean, yeah. we'll probably lead off with our usual. You know, we'll talk about anything really nerdy, but then we'll just jump balls deep right into some <laughs> Dragon Ball Fighter Z. And then yeah, I'll, I'll just like I'll, I kind of like I said, I'll be on the mic and you know working the camera, showing people playing, showing the, trying to show the gameplay. Obviously on Twitch, people will be able to watch the gameplay. But yeah, that's the plan for next week. Yep. I, and well, and yeah, the Royal Rumble. Oh, thank you for reminding me, Kieta. Uh, this uh, this upcoming Sunday is the Royal Rumble, and we might be talking a little bit about that since we're going to be on the road to WrestleMania. Can we do a react show like as it's happening? Oh, just like I did last year. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, fun. I'll make sure I have whiskey because that was that's what made last year really fun. <laughs> I'm gonna see what we I, I can do about weaseling my way over there for this one. Good. Do you still have to? You still have to do work on I Sundays. I'm not gonna be working, but I do do a lot more family stuff because that's the only usual day now during the week that I can see the family. Bring but Lily. I will say this: if I do show up, bring Lily. The Art Donovan of comedy will be in the fucking. I know because you know, I'm having a, a I'm having a get together on Sunday for the Royal Rumble, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so I made a little Facebook event, and invited all the usual suspects. And I love because everyone kind of announced it. That was kind of like like in the old days when people would do the videos. I'm like, oh, I'm joining the Royal Rumble, and I, you know, <laughs> with everyone doing their little like, oh, the Art Donovan or the, the Bray Wyatt of comedy, and you know, like, <laughs> and the DMGM is coming. <laughs> you know. How much does that guy uh, weigh? <laughs> I'm warming up, man. I know. So, it, it, like, everyone's kind of on, on, on the Facebook, uh, on the, the little event page. Everyone's announcing their, <laughs> their, their, that they're coming. And I was like, I think that's really cool. It really feels like the Rumble now because everyone's <laughs> announcing it. And uh, like, I, I really do. I still need to find my my Vince McMahon WWE jacket with the old WWE F logo <laughs> and my my skinny microphone. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> and my skinny mic. Welcome everyone. You're here for the 2018 Royal Rumble. The same mic Don Cornelius used to rock in in Soul Train. <laughs> Don Cornelius, Bob Eubanks. Get your hands off my long skinny mic. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing longer than this mic is my dick. <laughs> Don Cornelius was like, "This isn't the microphone. This is my penis." <laughs> dick joke number one and two for the night. Hey, this is Ray's Geek Philosophy. We have to have dick jokes. Yeah, that's right. As we lose viewers. Bing! <laughs> Sorry! Dick jokes. You know, maybe they would prefer dong jokes. Maybe they prefer some dong jokes. <laughs> they they want to go to San Gabriel and have some young dong. Young dong. <laughs> you know what's gonna you know, there's gonna be a there's a product coming out on 420. That's going to cause a lot of dick jokes. 
<laughs> Wait, what? I don't yeah. know where you're going with this. Yeah, thing. I know. That's why I went this way. Is this the, the uh, Nintendo, Nintendo Labo? Labo? Yeah, all these boxes Dude. and squares, and it's coming out on 420. It's coming out on 420. It's going to be really dangerous for everybody because that was one highly flammable piece of equipment. <laughs> Cardboard. So, all right, so for those of you, I posted the video on our Facebook page, but Nintendo is coming out with brand. Nintendo being Nintendo, as I've said before, Nintendo is weird. When when you tell Nintendo to turn left. They're going to turn right. You tell them to put the car in drive, they're going to put the car in reverse. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. So they're coming out with these these peripherals and a, a game called Nintendo Labo. I, I'm like, is it a dog? Yeah. Labrador? Labo? I'm like, I honestly, I think they should have just called it Nintendo Lab, yeah. in my opinion. Of but, of course, <laughs> again, you tell Nintendo to do something, like, No. We're going to do the opposite. We're going to call it Nintendo Labo so we can trademark that weird word, Labo. <laughs> Wee-oo! Wee-oo! Oh, God. You know, sometimes, I think subconsciously, I quit Nintendo because of the Wii. <laughs> subconsciously. Like, <laughs> like, it's like that I, enough? I, I, can't, I can't fight this battle for five years. I can't. <laughs> didn't, didn't, I'm sorry, didn't Nintendo try this with that, uh, the Donkey Kong? bongo game the donkey kong bongo game where they had to like you had to put it on a box or something and it would register the motion of it i know they had the bongo uh they had the bongo one i love but there was bongos. one game that they i have had. four sets of those bongos there was one game that they had where you had to put the controller on a like a card little tiny cardboard boxish kind of thing that you build and you yeah, have to tap around it. Oh, that that was a, that was an independent game. That wasn't okay. that, that that wasn't something made by Nintendo. That okay. was so that was with, with the original Wii. A lot of people came up with very unique, uh, unique things. And I not, not, now that you mentioned that, yeah, that was a weird like kind of like independent game. Okay, where like yeah, you'd have to have the little box controller. You put it wasn't the bongos, but it was the um, it was it, something. It, like it was that. literally the Wii remote. Yeah, and then you'd have to like and it had to be the remote with the with the with the motion plus. Yeah, and then you'd put it on the box and like it would react to it. And it's funny because I think conceptually that's something along the lines of what's going on here. So for those of you who have watched who have not watched the video, if you're listening to this, Nintendo is doing this thing where you're gonna build cardboard peripherals for your Nintendo Switch. So the big thing that I, people don't realize about the Switch. Is those little controllers, the Joy Cons? You got to jerk your Joy Con. <laughs> those have very sensitive motion sensors, and then they they had the thing called the HD Rumble, where like they can make different parts of the controller rumble. So far, everything you've said to describe those Joy Cons is exactly how I would describe my left and right testicles. <laughs> <laughs> They're very sensitive to touch. They have HD Rumble that in them. That HD Rumble action, man. <laughs> like because of them, we have JoJo now. Who, <laughs> oh, yeah. Happy birthday to your son. Happy he just birthday, turned one yeah. yesterday. Yeah. I didn't realize. Like, he, he has like literally like the – and then uh, our, our friends, the, the Keys, they, they, they had their kid the day before. They, and so JoJo and him are a day apart now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a day and a year. Yeah, that's amazing. Good. Uh, I, I know his name was Arthur, but I believe uh, – I, I think I, I'm going to be calling him Whis. Whiskey. <laughs> or – Bruski. Yes. <laughs> and quick Dragon Ball note before we go back to Nintendo. Yeah. It wasn't until I made that whiskey joke I didn't realize. So Beerus in Dragon Ball is beer. Beer uh, and whis. Whiskey. I didn't like. Yeah. What? You just thought he was so drunk he had to take a piss? That's the joke I made in Dragon Ball Super Abridged. Oh. No, dude. He's named after whiskey. I didn't. <laughs> That's why I was like, that's if you read my, if you read the, I haven't posted on the, on, on this Facebook page, but I posted it. That was the joke I was making in my Dragon Ball Super Abridged. Like, Weiss, you know what beer turns into, right? <laughs> you know, 
Uh, Maria, by the way, side note, wants to uh, get a hairless cat and name it Beerus. Oh, that's uh, hilarious. I think that's badass. We'd have to like paint it purple. But... <laughs> Put it outside but in Nintendo the cold for a little bit. It'll be purple. So <laughs> Nintendo. So you, we. Sorry, have... I'm not. A, I'm not an advocate of animal cruelty. <laughs> <laughs> so they have these fans. They have all this fancy te- technology in in this Nintendo Switch. So now they're trying to utilize it with all these different crazy cardboard peripherals. I I guess it's supposed to encourage creativity. Yeah. Uh, my my immediate response is like they're training Nintendo reps of the future. Because <laughs> when I worked for Nintendo, I had to make all kinds of crazy ass cardboard displays. I'm like, hey. They're, they're getting a new generation of field reps ready to build the most complicated motherfucking things they're ever going to see. So in this video, like they show you make a fishing rod and then like you put the controller in one end of the fishing rod and then you put a, tie a string to the other. I, I'm assuming it's to the other uh, Joy-Con and then you have the screen function as, you know, fish. And then you're, you're yeah. fishing. Yeah. There's another one where you put each controller into these cardboard handlebars and you put the screen in the middle and you're driving a motorcycle. Yeah. And then... Um, what else? One, I saw like you you have uh, like a remote control bug. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. With, with the touchscreen, like uh, uh, with this HD rumble, because it can make the controllers vibrate at different points. You can make the bug move yeah. with just the controllers yeah. in the in the cardboard. So it's very, uh, the, uh, a piano. This this is the one that really this got me. This one blew my mind. So there's a. Can piano. you imagine the amount of work that goes into that? Yeah. So you have the piano. So the way the piano works is that because there's there's a ca- in, the, in one of the Joy Cons there's a camera. So the, the, you put the Joy-Con in, and the camera registers which key is moving. Uh, and then wow. when you put something like, and so it registers the the, the, the shapes. And so like you, you change like the the sounds that come out by putting different things in the other. And so it sees that oh, it sees like an X symbol. All right, X, and now the, all the all the the notes change. Now you have <laughs> this is the crazy thing. You out of cardboard, you have to build those keys each individual. Yeah, each individual key, you have to build the whole and keyboard. the whole piano, the whole th- that. To me, is insane. Like I was thinking, this would be great for Lily until I realized. Well, no, it would be great. Perfect for Lily. No, but no. Here's the problem: she has ADD. Oh. She'll get. She has a hard time building Legos. She has like it's not going to be fun for her to oh, try no. to put that together. It'll so be I guess fun it'll be for me. Yeah. <laughs> and inherently, honestly, everyone keeps saying it's for kids. It's for kids. I'm like. There's a bunch of like nerds. Oh, yeah. oh dude! I yeah. would have killed a person to have this when I was a kid. So I, like I, the, the robot thing. Oh, so the robot thing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's a separate like a, that's you, you literally build a giant cardboard backpack. Yeah. <laughs> and you build a helmet. You put the you put the switch screen into the helmet, and then like you literally have one Joy-Con in your hand. The other Joy-Con goes on your ankle, and everything's connected by strings. And you have like, I guess Nintendo's like basic VR. Yeah. yeah. And you're a robot, and like it, it registers if you're moving down. You turn it like transform to car mode. You you drop down and you turn to a car. And you stand back up and you transform and like it, it registers the punches and kicks yeah. that you're doing. And I thought that was like, yeah, I would have killed someone to have that as a kid. <laughs> if I was a kid now and yeah. I had that, I would lose my mind. I'd I would destroy that cardboard backpack <laughs> and have to tape it up with duct tape. But man. I want to use it now. Yeah. I don't know if my my, my Mega Mind head will be too big for that, or my, I'm gonna have to make a, my own stuff. I saw a, a friend of mine was posting like, "Oh, dude, people are gonna 3D print the shit out of this stuff." Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> There's gonna be a lot of uh, yeah, and that's the other thing. There's a lot of custom cust, um, customization. Customization. Thank you. I don't know why my brain. I'm getting old. I'm losing <laughs> words. I lost customization. There's gonna be a lot of customization where like you're gonna be able, like people will see the plans online and just make their own. Yeah, because. That's one of the only issues I have with this thing. It's prohibitively expensive. 
yeah. It's like each of the kits is like eighty dollars, and some people like what eighty dollars for cardboard? I mean, I presume you're paying for the software. I mean, you're also for the game, for the game as well. Yeah. So theoretically, oh, you're paying fifty, sixty bucks for the game and twenty for the cardboard, but still twenty bucks for card. Well, yeah. specially cut cardboard. But I have no doubt that ingenious people are just gonna like. Figure out that either one, someone's going to buy the plans and post them online, and uh, someone with you know a few boxes, <laughs> access to a Walmart dumpster <laughs> or a Target dumpster, <laughs> and, and, and an Exacto knife, you can make it yeah. yourself. Here's what I imagined happening at, at Nintendo when they were conceptualizing this thing. All right, okay, Ooh. I'm excited. All right, all right. Oh, oh that too. Then then getting high. You know what would be cool, man? <laughs> if we actually like made things that we can put the game con the joy cons in out of cardboard man because i mean for us we won't have to like have all of our people make it man we'll just give it to them and people love building shit man so i mean well here hold on so yeah getting higher cardboard man it's the wave of the future man i mean it's the cardboard. It's like the anti-loot box. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anti-loot box. Cardboard box. <laughs> we are going forward Bye. by going backward. And, uh, my, my friend who's a Nintendo rep, he had, he had a great quote. It's like, Nintendo, thinking outside and inside the box. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the cardboard box. Very good. That's funny. Uh, and I like... I like the idea. I like the concept. Conceptually, I really like it. I think that it's something that if they start actually, I don't want to sound like one of those, like, you know, they need to start using some lightweight plastics, man. Like, <laughs> if they start actually making these things some solid, because my biggest issue with it is They're Lily is destructive as hell. Yeah, Lily's going to. It's going to break. It's all going to fall I, apart. I thought, uh, I thought of this, this. As I was watching that video, I thought of Lily. And that's, I immediately yeah. messaged you. I'm like, uh, that's why. And that's literally why I messaged him. I'm like, dude. Google Nintendo Labo. I think you and Lily are going to lose your goddamn minds. I'm hoping that they send you more than one kit of oh. cardboard per game. Like, they send you five of them because they know you're going to You're going to fuck it up. <laughs> all right. All right. Show contributor KFM on, on Facebook uh, Live says, or be like me and totally mess up these cutouts. Exactly. That's the thing. They need... Uh, a, I think there's going to be a big you know aftermarket on people making the peripherals yeah. out of something other than cardboard or making... It's backups. lightweight plastics, man. Yeah, lightweight plastics <laughs> or, you know, 3D printing using, you know, the, the filament or whatever. Yeah. I think there's going to be a big aftermarket for a lot of this stuff. If, it, if this does take off and people really like it, the aftermarket is going to be huge. There's going to be, like, crafters everywhere like, oh, yeah. There, yeah, there might be a table at the East yes. LA Comic Con with people putting out freaking yeah. <laughs> Labo right. stuff. Ad what admin Fong? Yes, yes, admin. I can give you a shout out. Did, did, did Darren send you our way? My my old buddy admin. What is up, admin? There, there you go. You got yourself a shout out. Andre's geek philosophy. Oh, it's, oh, get fam show contributor. Etsy is gonna blow up with this stuff. Oh, like, yeah. oh, oh you're gonna see yeah. Nintendo Labo, you know, custom. You know, hey, you don't like the robot? All right, a robot with instead of you know strings and cardboard, you can have wires and freaking. Light plastics. Yeah. Yeah. And I get the feeling Lily's going to love it specifically because she can color it. She can yeah. design it however she feels like. Exactly. Because that they, they stuff the... is awesome. Uh, really, I got as like when you see it, everybody's like, huh, that's kind of quirky. But then when you really go deep into the thought of it, mm -hmm. there's so much that Nintendo can do with this 
for such little cost as far as production and they're just maximizing all returns on this right because they're like they literally just need a printer to cut out or like one yeah. something to like, cut out the design uh, that they need and that's exactly it. one person to monitor the machine that does right. it. yeah the, the profitability on this for as far as the business side yeah. if this takes off this is going to be huge i mean nintendo stock shot up after this video yeah and it's so basic. It's so basic. And it, I really feel like this is kind of like another Wii moment where like people really doubted the Wii, but then it it made it more accessible to more people, which yeah. that's that's Nintendo's I, – I can – I'll say it to the blue, blue place. That's their aim is try to get their product into as many people's hands as possible and try to make it as easy as possible for people yeah. to pick up this stuff and play it. I think that's that's always their aim. Here's the thing. And think about it, not just their aim for like year to year, but – it's like the NES came out 31 years ago, right? That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Sorry. We were, it's a very sobering when you put it that way. Yeah. Like, that was 31 years ago. God, I feel so old. Yeah. That's the thing. The people who bought those NESs, I was 7, you were 7 and all that yeah. stuff. We were all like I got it for my 7th birthday. I mm -hmm. remember it. I got, it for, all, I got it for we Christmas. We are all 31 so. years older and having kids. We're having kids. Who are, and they are all around the same age that we were when we first got it. They are tapping back into the market that we that we were tapped into Jill when they Chanel. first came out. Like by doing hey, this Brianna, stuff. Hey, Brianna, thanks for joining us. Yeah, by doing this stuff, they're making it so that this generation of kids are getting hooked into it the same way we were. The, yeah. this, and it's yeah. it's tailored exactly to how they like it. Exactly. They timed it out basically, basically by a generation. The, the generation. It's, there's a new generation. Like, yeah. this Nintendo Labo is going to be like the the Rob of the 1985. Rob. Yeah, but hopefully, uh, it, and I loved Rob, but there's going to be people that love it, but then it's going to be, like, dismissed. There's going to be people with, like, stacks I, I of think, cardboard uh, cutouts in yeah, their Yeah, I think because... Yeah, I think Rob was more like people like the idea of Rob. Oh, I loved I loved the actual use of it. Oh, I know you did because you love the quirky stuff. You you are yeah. you're the king of quirk. No, but this it was like you had to plan out how you were going to do everything. Three minutes, like three minutes ahead of time. <laughs> right, because you had to like pick it up and drop it. Yeah, because that that it operated slowly and you yeah. had to make it. Like, you really had to plan shit out. And then Kia found with the most obvious coming. If the reboots of Transformers, Voltron, Ninja Turtles, etc. didn't give all that away. Obviously, Nintendo is, you know, hey, yeah. Nintendo's riding that wave as well. They're riding the nostalgia wave. They're taking advantage of the, you know, a new generation. We have a new generation. We have, <laughs> we have nerds raising nerds. Basically, yeah. I've got Lily. Obviously, my parents were my parents weren't nerds, so I don't know. I don't know how I I don't know how I became a nerd. I have a question. Uh huh. Did you ever hand your controller over to your parents to see if they could finish a level that you couldn't? Oh, I know they couldn't. That's because no. that's what's happening with Lily. Anytime she hits a road bump in, on the Odyssey, she'll she bring it over to me, and I just like pass it like real quick. I'm like, okay, here you go. That's the thing. Her ability to stick. Through it may be impacted by this because all right. of us have stick to itiveness because yeah, of because we did games. we didn't have someone who I think I think the only time me my me and my dad we we play NES baseball that was against a each game. other I remember that like OG NES baseball yeah. we we me and my I remember me and my dad playing that I think we used to take turns playing like RC program like because he he kind of got into that because it, it wasn't yeah. that hard you step on the gas and you control it yeah and actually he was actually a little bit pretty I think he was better at RC program than I was just because of. Manual dexterity. <laughs> you know, yeah. His hand-eye coordination was better. 
I can oh. only get to level 21 on it. Brianna says, I love Voltron Remake. I don't care what anyone says. I'm like, I haven't watched the Voltron Remake. I know the Voltron Remake from like 10 years ago. I really hated that one. The, the oh, one that came yeah. on around Beast Machines. I did not like that Voltron. But the Netflix was really good. Oh, there's a Netflix Voltron? Yeah. Oh, I, I believe that's the one that Brianna here is talking save, about. the uh, same people that did uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender. Huh, yeah. really? Yeah, it's really good. Oh, fuck, I'm going to have to watch that. <laughs> nah, that sounds like something that's uh, that's going to be on uh, Mr. Samzia's watch list. Eh? Oh, hell yeah. yeah. I, I had no idea it was made by the, the same people that uh, made the, Avatar. The Airbender. That, that, that was what? an that was unbelievable a, yeah. show. That's such a good show, but yeah, it's funny. Uh, <laughs> and Irv reminds me of uh, see back in the old comic galaxy days. I don't know if you were shopping there or not. Triple play baseball home run derby. <laughs> <laughs> me and my friends would play that. So <laughs> uh, Brianna says about Voltron season one it has cheesy moments, but it progresses nicely. Okay. But it's a, it's yeah. you know a cartoon show. Of course, there's going to be a little cheese. There's going to be a little mac and cheese with it. Oh yeah, it's some nice. fromage. Some fromage. <laughs> a little bit of cheese. I think that I think that's expected. I mean, when I when I, I know I, I tried watching the most recent uh, Ninja Turtles, and it was a little, it was a little bit cheese. A little a little queso. A little <laughs> queso. But I for, oh my god, I, I told I, I told one of my friends uh, one of the one of the original lines. Because I was telling her about uh, about the podcast, how's that going? I'm all, you know, it's still it's still going. You know, it's like as as my producer said, a year, probably a year ago, I was like, Dre, you are not kosher, you're a ham. Yes, <laughs> you're ham. That's right. Ham on. Ham on. Juan Hamon. John Ham. Juan Hamon. Juan Hamon. Senor Hamon. And Ir- Irv mentions, uh, that, oh God, NBA Live. So, so Sam, I presume were you like me and you bought NBA Live every single year? Up until uh, through the PS, you you play through PS one years. I, I the last one that I got was two thousand, even oh, actually okay. because two K came out and I was playing Dreamcast okay. and I was sold on that. Part. All right, no, no, but but Ir- Irv mentioned uh, the, something else about because we we used to play Home Run Derby because we you know we play together me and our friends. Yeah, and he mentioned the three point contest and. Winning with ha. Shaq. I don't know if you ever got. I, I forgot if it was triple play. Uh, not triple play. If it was um, if it was NBA uh, Live '97 or '98. I forgot which one on the on the PlayStation. It was '98 yeah. or '99. Yeah. We would play the three point contest, but it did not take into the skill of the of of the of the player. No, it just was the release point. It was release point. So we were playing with Shaq and Manute Bowl and yeah. George Murison and. Uh, <laughs> This <laughs> was Shaq. Uh, uh, Irv just reminded me of that right now because we used to play that. <laughs> it was like it was all seven footers, and it was like the correct re- with the seven footer. It just it gave you a nice easy yeah. <laughs> release point. Well, the, oh, the NBA Street, NBA Street was the shit. Hell yeah, NBA Street Volume Two may have been the best basketball game released. Even oh god, that oh, one was jeez. Oh. I, I would say, yeah, it was it, it was probably the best basketball game, and that's saying a lot. Between yeah, two thousand. Between oh, 2000 so and 2010. I, I, I Volume lo- 2 was one of the best damn games I've ever played. Volume 3 had a special place in my heart because I bought it on GameCube and I was mm. dunking on fools with Mario. Nice. <laughs> nice. Oh, or most, I was doing it with Luigi because, I, I'm, always, because I'm tall. I, I, I'm, I've always been a Luigi guy. No, I'm not a Mario. I'm a Luigi guy. Volume 2. Volume was NBA Street Volume 2. South, the I, soundtrack I, I, on it was amazing. And the gameplay on it was... Now, you, they can't you're, even You're making me want to go home and dig... I have to go to my mom's house, find my, my box of GameCube games, and dig up my Street Volume 2. Yeah, it's a great game. I, remember, I, I, I made so many characters and would play through the through the through the, through the uh, I guess the, the story mode or whatever. Well, that was also the first game that they released that had... 
like in the same game. Jordan is a rookie. Jordan at at the end of his career. Yeah, Jordan at his prime. At his prime. You had you had the three he had Jordans. Three different Jordans. <laughs> and yeah, the young Jordan, and then the uh, the oh my god, I picked Kwame Brown, so now I have to play Michael Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was a phenomenal game. That was a great game. Oh, that, oh see now, see, now I want to uh, say because I have Live my game but I just don't have my games. NBA Live '98 had a, a filter you could play through that looked like you were in a fish tank. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. So I think you know I just remember I, I don't know who was on, I, I I remember the year but I remember Tim Hardaway was on the cover. That was the NBA Live. So that might have been '98. Maybe NBA Live '98 or NBA yeah, like whichever one. Tim Hardaway. Where did your games go? My all, most of my games are in my mom's garage. <laughs> I mean, all my PS3, and PS4 games, and like all my recent stuff is with me at my house. But all my my, my PS2 games, my uh, my GameCube games, my OG Xbox games, all that's at my mom's. <laughs> nice. That's it. I got it all in the garage, right? There. And clearly marked boxes. So if someone robs my house, if so, ro- <laughs> someone robs my mom's house, they'll know where to go. They'll know where to go. They see all the old Nintendo freaking crap <laughs> when I worked at Nintendo. And then you see, oh, video games. Nice. And then about 20 long boxes of comics. There you go. <laughs> so. If you find my mom's house, then you, there's, there's a nerd treasure trove of, of like Nintendo garbage and <laughs> just signs. I got like Mario signs and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> and of course, the corrections and retractions department kicks in. NBA Live 98. Get fam, everyone. The official re- corrections and retractions department of Dre's Geek Philosophy. Well, hey, man, we. Damn, we didn't even get into the the, the comedy topic that we were because uh, we had a comedy topic that you had on the table in case we we ran out of t- we didn't have enough time. We have three minutes. Go. We have three minutes. So Sam sent my because uh, we we have a little uh, Facebook messenger chat between the three of us here yeah, yeah, yeah. whenever we have ideas for the show, and Sam sent us a YouTube video. Oh yeah. Of Mega Man Mariachi. It was the the, the famous Mega Man song from uh Mega from, Man from 2 Mega Dr. Man Wily's 2, Castle. Dr. Wily's Castle like stage 1, but it was all mariachi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so great. And of course, us being the racist bastards that we are. Oh no. We thought, "Oh my god, imagine if Mega Man 2 <laughs> was a bunch of Mexican stereotypes. All the robots were Mexican yeah. stereotypes." Like Dr. Wily <laughs> went to Home Depot to get the people to get people to build these robots for him. <laughs> so it would be like Elotero Man. Yeah. He'd be like throwing elotes at you. <laughs> yeah. Churro man. Churro man. Da-na-na-na-na. He's like just flinging churros. <laughs> Sombrero man. Sombrero man just tossing sombreros. And the one that like, I can't believe it took us like five minutes to come up with. Lawnmower man with the fucking leaf blower. Whoosh. You're like blasting past and Meg Man's like, what the fuck? Narco man. Narco man just throwing white powder in your face. <laughs> throwing white powder in your face. Ah, and then gunning you down. And then uh, my, my per- oh, was it? I think my, my, my personal favorite. <laughs> Why does my brain not work anymore? Panda man? No, it was Ranchero no, man. No, cook man. It was like uh, no, oh. out, a, Asian restaurant cook man. Because <laughs> you know all, all the cooks at Asian restaurants are, are, are my peoples. Yeah, <laughs> They'd be throwing ramen at you. <laughs> make the best orange chicken. They make yeah. <laughs> Taco man. We got the taquero man oh, <laughs> flinging yeah. carne asada at you <laughs> and throwing freaking tortillas. La migra man. I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> La Migra Man. Oh, no. Uh, I guess it gives a new definition to Iceman. Oh. oh. Yes. Thank you. Good night. That's yes. three minutes for you, sir. Yeah, there you go. That that was our closer. You, you can always follow myself 
on Twitter at DreGPPodcast. You can follow executive producer Sam Zia at SamZ570. You can follow Pete Malini at Nostalgia Comics, or you can follow... His show, the East LA comic book art pop culture at East LA Cape, correct? Is that yep. the, the Twitter, Everything. Instagram, Everything. all that stuff? East LA Cape. Yep. Today's episode was brought to you. <laughs> Today's episode was brought to you by the East LA comic book art and pop culture expo happening May twelfth, the Saturday after Free Comic Book Day after Avengers. Avengers. Um, it com- comes out. It's uh, also brought to you by the letters E. The letters A and L-A. <laughs> E-A-L-A, East L-A. We always want to thank our show contributors, Irv Danupatapa and Kiet Fam and Rick Mears, and our Twitch contributor, Chanel, who joined us for five minutes. <laughs> you can follow us if you're listening to this in Japan or in Iran <laughs> or somewhere around the world. If you're listening All to this on SoundCloud. you in Iran. Yeah, Sam's cousins apparently. Listen, if you're listening to this, I'm guessing that's the only reason we have Iranian listeners is because of you, my friend. Because they ran, they ran so far away, hey, they got to get Iranian away. Iranian national anthem, sir. You stand and and give your proper respect. We have to give his <laughs> to the flock of seagulls and the Iranian national anthem. I walked along the avenue. <laughs> You, uh, if you're listening to this on iTunes, you can follow us on Facebook. You can see my ridiculous face on facebook.com forward slash Dre GP podcast. And you can watch us on Twitch. Make sure next week we're going to be playing Dragon Fi- Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Fighters. I don't know how it's supposed to be pronounced. Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Fighter Z. Yep. We'll be playing it on Twitch. And I'll be doing commentary as many as, with as many voices as I can come up with <laughs> as Sam flies by. And uh, YouTube. No one's going to YouTube, so I don't know why I'm even mentioning it. And then I, I have to, and then uh, Dragon Ball, a bridge, Dragon Ball Super Abridged Manga, episode two coming soon. Coming soon. Uh, I mean, taking a wiss. Taking a wiss. <laughs> I, I really was going to lead off with the, with the pisco. If you're done pissing in the wind, wiss. <laughs> we need to get to this earth. <laughs> Who named a planet after dirt? <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually. I think I'm gonna do a video like where I do the voice. I'm gonna like uh, go over the panels. Yeah. I'll do like and then post those on YouTube. Like go over each panel and do each voice. That's pretty. And good. go through all. all That's <laughs> I good. feel like that would be a little bit fun, and that will make the the comics a little bit more fun. So thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. Please follow us, share us, share with your friends. Tell everyone about our crazy program here. For Pete Malini, for Sam Zia, I am your host. Dre Cervantes, thank you for watching, thank you for listening. Have yourselves a good night. Peace.